All right, welcome back to episode five of the Roundtable of Rehab with your co-hosts, Michael and Rowan. Good day. what's going on? And today, we are going to be talking about the mental side of injuries. That was a, a topic suggested to us after posting that question about what you guys want us to talk about. A fair few people did ask that question, actually. There was actually a fair few people that asked that. Yeah. And it is a pretty, It is a pretty important topic because a lot of the time... Well, in terms of like chronic pain, a lot of the patients that we see, they all have this similar mindset and they're like, oh, when am I going to get better? Am I going to get better? Am I going to be able to do the same things that I love and enjoy doing on a day-to-day uh, basis? So There's a lot of uh, misdemeanors and like uncertainty as well when it comes to experiencing injury. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Mikey. Yes. Let's talk about some of the injuries we've had and experienced and how we've overcome it and uh, share a oh, bit God. of insight. How long do we have? <laughs> Mate, it shouldn't be that long for you. You're pretty good, right? I've, got, I've had bloody injuries, like all the type of injury injuries. bonanzas. Injury bonanzas. <laughs> <laughs> True bonanzas. I've I've had that uh, one's for the boys, if you know, you know. Christ. I've had injuries from like yeah, top to toe, literally from say around 2016 to now. I've had a plethora of injuries, and I've done. I dabbled in a lot of different sports, and I've had a lot of different injuries in a lot of different sports. 2016 to 2023, and that's. Pretty short career, you know. It's not. That's what I seven years. That's the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing that I experienced in terms of maybe in my younger, in my younger years, in terms of like soccer and stuff, so mm. like good slatters, which is anterior knee pain. So yeah, like, you can't really do much about that. Can't do much about that. And then, well, it just kind of rectified itself and never went to physio yes. or anything like that. But um, self-resolving. Yeah, but the next injury or the biggest injury that I had as I dislocated my shoulder, Oof. 2015. Are you still sort of suffering from that a little bit? Uh, or do you suffer not, from the repercussions of that? Not really. I That's mean, I rehabbed it really, really well. Do you do, is... do you do your snatch shruggies and do you do your snatch overheads? Shruggies. I do all the overheads. I do, like, as you might have seen on my Instagram, I yeah. do lots of banded overhead military yep. we press. We love that. We love that. Uh, heavy dumbbell military press. So it's fine. It's all good. And But occasionally you can you can feel like a little bit of, you know, not, in, like, I wouldn't say it's instability, but just extra movement mm. uh, within the shoulder. But it's fine. It's just as strong awesome. as my So that was my left side. That was my right side. But uh, I was at bounce... And I basically was doing a double back twist into the into the pit, fell a little bit too far forward. So that's basically when you go up, yeah, you bounce know, on a trampoline, you go how, up. How did you twist. dislocate your shoulder? I'm just trying to think. So I like the trampoline was on a little bit of a slant forward, uh. and then I landed directly back on the trampoline. So I went straight up, straight back down. I landed on my feet, and it was good. Fell forward, you know, arm was abducted, externally rotated, bang, all the, the force went straight through it. Boom. Gone. And then it just popped out and I, I, there's, you... a vi- there's a video of it as well. Oh, and it was mate. like, yeah, so I've got to show you. But it was, Straight up. I was like trying to like kind of click my shoulder because it felt stiff and then it just felt uncomfortable. I was like, oh, fuck. And then, I know that exact feeling where like you just feel like you want to click it back into place. Oh. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, it's not actually like, <clears throat> it wasn't painful. It was more like, oh, I just kind of want to click my shoulder back into place. Did you, did you have like a sulcus sign, like a divot or did you have like any sort of... Bro, like, it was out. It was 100% out. It was just... What type of dislocation was it? Anterior. Anterior. Most common. Most common. Um, you can get posterior dislocations, but uh, a lot less common. Bank arts lesion. Bank arts lesion. I actually have a heel sax lesion. That, oh. like, for those that don't know, that's don't basically worry about like, that. yeah, it's either a part of the humerus that like chips off or a part of the scapula that chips yeah, off. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, or a little dint. So, um, did you go in for imaging and get surgery or? So I went to the hospital and my mate was driving and he was going in, <laughs> over apparently all the speed humps in Melbourne. And it was just the most uncomfortable thing ever. But then I went to the emergency. Um, they popped it back into place there. Got um, an MRI on it just to basically see 
Yeah. Like if there was like any damage and there was just coincidental findings like, you know, heel sex lesion, which would have been from the trauma, but then yeah. I went in straight into, straight into physiotherapy. Nice. And this is why you were studying? I was 21. I was not. Okay. So it was like the year that I... Sort of like a little bit of a off. catalyst to do what you're doing right now? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as a previous mentioned, I always wanted to be a doctor, but that really inspired me to be like, holy shit, like physical therapy is really interesting and I really love the process. Nice. And I was a good patient at the time. And I you, did you all did my rehab. rehab. Did it all. Don't you love his patients that they come in and I say, I, I kind of don't, I just go straight to the point. Don't, you know, beat around the bush. I'd be like, okay, mate, what is it that you expect? If I, let's say if I give you a set of exercises, will you do them? Some patients say, nah, I'm like, cool. Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you just basically work within their expectation, right? Yeah, but, 100%, um, you plant those little seeds. So with that, you know, that injury in your shoulder, what was the mindset like? What was the mentality that you're going through, especially because you started training that time? Like, you hurt yeah. yourself pretty significantly. Like a shoulder dislocation is a pretty significant injury, regardless if it's grade one or mm. you know full full dislocation mm. <clears throat> needing surgery. What was the mentality that you went through? So, just trying to think back, but um, basically, I was I was pretty you know um, adamant that everything was like I I really wanted to get back into training and stuff, but I was in a sling and I would go to the gym and I'd still do legs and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I never stopped, but. That's the motivating shit right there. Yeah, hundred percent. But I before that, I had jaw surgery. It was just from like a, for an overbite in like twenty fourteen. It was like a year, year or two before when I just started training. Right. Anyway, so what my what why my mindset was like like pretty good throughout my shoulder dislocation is is because I basically had to drink through a straw for a month. <laughs> yeah, Roa's just laughing at me. He's just fucking laughing at me. He's like, you had jaw surgery? You're a, you're a loser. You're a loser. God. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is Mr. Mike with a fucking straw. Bro, I had to fucking drink like chocolate cake and like blend it up Blended up shepherd's pie and all this bullshit through a fucking straw. And then my mum was like feeling sorry for me because I tried to eat a chip and I couldn't do it. It was so bad. But I'm sweating right now. <laughs> I'm sweating from laughing so much. But well, um, you, look at the one is like the yeah. overbite. Was it overbite or underbite? Uh, pretty, over overbite. <laughs> no, was it underbite? Was it one of those ones? <laughs> so you was ugly kid in high school. The fucking hey, no, I was still a really good looking kid. I just had a bit different side profile than I do than I do now. You never, but, you, never um, you never took photos from the side. <laughs> you never took photos from the side, just from front. But um so Rohan loves so trying to take digs at me whenever he possibly. So you weren't gifted with the jawline then, eh? I was gifted with the jawline, fucking <laughs> very much. But uh so what happened before that is I had when I was like my jaw and my teeth mm, were developing, mm. I had an ear infection. Oh. And that that actually kind of messed it up a little bit, apparently. Really? I mean, yeah. I, I grew up with chronic ear infections to the point where I couldn't even put my head underwater. I had to swim with earplugs. Like, I had to go on steroids and everything. It was well, years of these chronic headaches, man. So, yeah, so I'm pretty sure... So chronic e- ear infections causing a lot of shit. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure like the antibiotics that they put me on, because they didn't want to risk like anything like going yeah, to my brain. So the antibiotics that they put me on... At all the was the cause of why it wasn't like developed properly. Anyway, long story short, that was a bit that was a massive fucking digression. But I basically went through this really te- like really annoying process of I couldn't do anything, I couldn't eat anything, I lost a lot of size, muscle. So you felt and in- invalid like you did before when you had pretty, your yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But then I I just basically came back and I like I, I completely recovered after a year and then I went back into the gym and then 
after it dis- dis- like dislocated my shoulder, I was like, oh, well, my body's really amazing. Like, I already know that I'm going to get better and, like, heal. And I just, as long as I'm the diligent, body do is my an rehab. Unit, yeah. yeah, exactly. Stop fucking interrupting me. Shut up. You're a spud. And then, so basically, I knew, and I was really obsessed with training, and I already knew that you kind of need progressive overload. And I was fortunate to have really good practitioners on my side, like, when I was, like, with the physio. But, I really just wanted to get back into the gym as soon as possible, back into my training. So I did all the rehab. I went to the gym. I kept active. I tried to not be impatient with it. Just I every single day there were slight improvements, which was like little small wins. So that's something massive that I took away from it is that you need to basically um, celebrate the small wins. Low hanging yeah. fruit, straight up. Exactly. So and that's celebrate the small wins. Yeah. If you do that, like throughout an injury you're you're laughing because you can just see these little small like milestones that you're achieving and then before you know it six months have passed and you're back into back into training i think a lot of patients so a lot of athletes or even just general population they don't really take much they don't pay much attention to these small wins like the small wins lots of them accumulated mm. for a prolonged period of time is a fucking big win straight 100 percent. like you're never going to get like a complete resolve of pain with overnight unless you're Unless a miracle happens, right? <clears throat> yeah. And that never happens. And so, like, yeah. you know, it's hard for you to find those little small wins, but having someone else facilitate it, that pushing you through that extra little bit of strength conditioning or pushing you through that extra bit of range of motion or all those positive tests that we took you through are now negative. Well, it's like, fantastic. That's the, we'll take those small wins. That's yeah. like one of my favorite sayings that all my guys know is like, we'll take that small win. All right? Yeah. Really, really important. So, and then, you know, you return to sport. How was your mentality kind of going back into reintroducing some of the movements that might have been scary, like overhead press, bench press, back squats? It's all fine. It's all fine. Just then it goes into that um, that next step, like stage of rehab, which is literally progressive overload. All right. Now I can move my arm overhead. I've got like back full range of motion. I've got cleared from physio. can start lifting again, which was such a good moment i'm pretty sure i went to the gym that day fucking didn't go pump. ham i was just like i list you got to listen to like the like the person that you're entrusting like your rehab with because they do know what they're talking about so i was just like look i can go back to the gym he's like yep you can go back don't go any like like don't go crazy and go you know 100 kilos overhead just start off with this weight and slowly progress up and i was like done did exactly what he said and it was Golden, it was it was spot on, right? Did Could he, I push a bit more? Sure. Did but. he give you freedom to experiment a little bit and learn a little bit of where your boundaries are at? Yeah, he was just I like do go that a little bit with my patients. Yeah, he so. was. Yeah, he just said just go. Like even when I had so then, like going into like the next injuries, which was uh, like I had distal clavicular osteolysis. So what that means is that's called weightlifter shoulder. I had like some microfractures and inflammation towards the end of my clavicles. That sucked. That was like sounds the next very thing. familiar. Yeah, I hope I don't have it. Do you, oh, you did. Yeah, you don't have it. You have you have a joint capsule irritation. Shut up. <laughs> I <laughs> wish oh I could have it. I've got a really sore shoulder. Can you look up? I'm really scared. And like, but that's it. You were. You were. You were worried. You're, you're five weeks out of a comp- four yeah. weeks now. Four weeks, man. Four weeks out of a competition, and you came to me and you were like, "Bro, dude, I don't. I'm actually like, I don't want to pull out of this competition. I'm. I'm kind of a little bit scared of it. I was like, dude, even no, it's even fine. even." A, the top guys get a bit worried, you know, even us guys that are, you know, we know about the anatomy, we know about the physiology, we know how to rehab. It's like, we can't sometimes overcome our own mindset. So it's good to have that extra person be like, Hey, and sort of deescalate everything. And which you did, yeah. it was fantastic. I loved it. Now yeah. I feel a bit more confident going in. So basically like the next point is that we, you intra like really trust 
your practitioner and know what they're talking like because they know what they're I talking fucking about. Trust Dr. Michael. Yeah, and Fact. I I trust Dr. Rowan. Right. So that's that's the really good thing, like being able to trust these people and go, all right. There's a lot of relief now. I feel really good because even though, like you said, you're a physical therapist as well, you can't really like you trust trust like your subjective opinion of basically you're like, your anatomy because you're biased. You're like fuck, it could be this, it could be muscle, could I be ligament, could, know, could be had, the worst thing in the world. I didn't even know I had the certain dysfunctions that you labeled the other day, and now I'm smashing that rehab every single day, man. I'm seeing. I sent you a message, seeing amazing results from it. It's yeah, like, it's been a week. Didn't even realize, like you know, you just some things that you just don't see, and those. And we have a, ten- a tendency to work on the things that we're good at, we work on more because we don't want to be working on things we're bad at because we're bad at it, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that I've experienced a lot with patients as, as well as you have is that a lot of people come in and then they are a little bit afraid to start to work on the things that they suck at. And rather than do that, they would be like, no, 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 actually, I want to do this because I'm really good at it. But it's, it's really important to also go down the road less traveled, which is do the stuff you suck at and that you need because it's probably going to put you in a better position than when you started and it builds a stronger mindset in like coming out of injury as well like you're profiting from things you suck at yeah like that's a fantastic thing yep. and like overall like long term your gains gonna be better your strength's gonna be better your overall conditioning is gonna be better and your overall outlook as well like ment- like mentality and your mental game coming out of an injury it's like well if you get another injury, it's like, well, now I know that there are things I still need to work on. Or when you re-injure yourself, it's like, oh, maybe you jump the gun on that. Need to work on it a bit more. Yeah, so. exactly. And that's just a part of being an athlete in any sport at all is that once you've had multiple injuries, you kind of trust in your body and in your practitioners that, do you know what? I've gone through this similar process before. I always get better and I'm always in a better position and I'm more robust and resilient than when I was pre-injury. I think everyone, like, yeah, a very sort of hypervigilant or, you know, they they... Don't exaggerate too much, but the first injury is the worst. The first thing. injury is always the worst because they don't know what they're gonna do. So yeah, there's another yeah. another person that we we know. I'm not gonna not, not gonna mention their name, but um, they ruptured one bicep. Took maybe nine months to rehabilitate. Also, then he ruptured the he rehabilitated. <laughs> then he ruptured the other one. But then Shit. he was already doing maybe like pull ups at, at at twelve weeks mm. on on the mm. other side. Mm. The second time because he was like, you know what. I was so much more confident. I had gone through the process before and I knew that I could push my body a little bit more. So I did. And I feel it's probably better than the first one that I rehabilitated. So it's not like you are, it's like almost a challenge, right? So something happens, you're like, cool. It's like almost like a jock of It's like good, right? You know, you get injured, good. Now yeah. you've got something else to work on. But don't go out of your way to try to get fucking injured for one. No, but exactly. Don't do you, that. When you do get injured, your, your, your experience every single time you get injured becomes more mature mm. you get better at you know understanding and paying attention to the small details or you know not exaggerating the things that shouldn't be exaggerated all right mm. and again it goes back to trusting your practitioner so in terms of any other like injuries at the moment that you're experiencing like what do you got going on uh so at the moment i've got a distal biceps tendinopathy going on a few months now isn't it uh, it's like a year. A year? Like a year, dude. But that's because I only started rehabilitating it the probably The biceps like in this guy are thick. Yeah, I know. So it's not a, it's not a strength issue. Dense and succulent. <laughs> yeah. no, jacked, it's, um, jacked and stacked. Yeah. Ready to attack. <laughs> yeah, Something like that. Yeah, jacked, um, stacked, ready to attack. But I'm actually going to do a post where I do a walkthrough of like how my, how I navigate my training around this injury. So I can still wrestle. I can still go to jujitsu. I can still train. Like do train like training, like back and biceps, everything. Deadlifts not affected. Pull ups not affected at all. It's just rare, like maybe like hammer curls piss it off. But if I do 
my rehab beforehand, isometrics, everything that I found that I suck at on this side. So front raises, my front delt on my left side is a little bit, you know, um, is is a little bit atrophied compared to like my, mm, for mm. lack of a better term, compared to my right. So I'm building that up. That helps. So let's take a little bit of pressure off my bicep. Um, and then I've also How'd started you find to, it out? just looked in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, I also did, I was just at the gym one day. I was like, oh, I'm just going to kind of test this. And I tried to do front raises on my left compared to my right. Right could do all day and was like, I could feel the muscle connection. Whereas on the left side, fatigued, couldn't really engage feel, it, like, yeah. engage it, feel like the information was there. Like I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. It was like, I was moving my arm. I know that it was working. Like it's a hollow movement. Yeah. yeah. So I decided to just pre-fatigue the shit out of it. Yep. And then I did some like bicep isometrics. Felt amazing. No pain mm. the entire time. So I was like, all right, this is fantastic. Um, but what I wanted to bring to is like, this is uh, a third point or maybe fourth point by this point. Um, is that I'm like, I'm the mindset that I have now with this injury is like, I don't care. It's an injury. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Like I'm going to get over it. I'm 100%. resilient. I'm robust. Like it's not the end of the world because are... I've gone through this so many times before. I'm going to get over it. It's going to be fine. And injuries aren't always necessarily part of the journey, but to expect that you can go through a training career or life without experiencing some form of debilitation is a pretty naive outlook. Like you're going to get, you're going to roll your ankle at some point. You're going to, wake up with a stiff back at some point kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a pretty cool mindset. It kind of, it steers to what we talked about in our, you know, second or third episode, you know, that, that um, you know, getting away from that, that fragility mindset that a lot of these lifters and athletes are going into. And a lot of these practitioners are sort of f- putting fear on their patients. Oh, don't do this. Yeah. They're instilling this fear. Yeah. Like, and they're say <laughs> making them, you know, almost relying on a, on a I had a patient come into me from a clinic. I'm not going to name the clinic, but they said it took the practitioner eight weeks to determine whether this patient could run from just a grade one ankle sprain. And I looked at her, I was like, can you do a jump for me? She did a jump. I was like, can you quickly just jog up and back? I was like, mate, you're good to run. <laughs> yeah. Eight weeks. Mm. Just mind blown. So Yeah, because everyone is, like you said, they're in this mindset of, like, oh, you know, you're going to be careful, otherwise you're going to get hurt. It's like, no, we need to encourage robustness. Robustness. Go out, experience it. Like we said before, don't go out and just go absolute balls to the wall and then try and hurt yourself. It's not about that. It's about just going out, trusting your body, and then understanding if you are in a sport, you're probably going to get injured, but also you're going to be fine. You're going to get healed. It's totally normal. The body's an amazing system. It auto-regulates. It knows how to move when you are in pain to avoid you know aggravation and all that sort of stuff to an extent. like There's so many things that you can do, and that's the other thing. That we should talk about, you know, with my injuries. So, yeah, uh, I've come off a pretty bad back injury last year. Yeah, it was bad mid, mid last year. Oh, the end, of, end of last no, year. No, first, first, first quarter of the year. First, the first quarter of the year. Wasn't first it? two okay. quarters of the year. So the first half. Um, there was no mechanism of injury. It was just I just like I think it was just a cumulative fatigue with some you know misloading and load management and and body not adapting and recovering properly and all this mm. sort of stuff. Stress, you know. Yeah just compiling on top of each other to the point where <clears throat> even deadlifting 70 kilos sucked and squatting sucked. So, but my mind was like, there are still so my mindset, cause I've gone through so many back injuries from, you know, wrestling and gymnastics, you know, I've had spinal fractures before was I can still do so much stuff. Mm. I can ramp up my bench press. Mm. I can still relatively wrestle fine. You know, I've got to be very careful in terms of, you know, not getting stacked, 
reverse sled pulls are a great thing. That's a new cult that's going around and I'm, you know, instilling in the gym. Everyone's doing it. I fucking yeah, love it. Yeah, it's good. I, um, I was doing them the other day. It was fantastic. Man, you got the fattest leg pump, didn't you? I did. Huge. What did you yeah. do? I did, I did front squats and then I superset it with um, 30 meters of reverse sled pull. It was really, really good. Disgusting. It was, it was brilliant. I did. 20. I hated it at the time. It was hated, great. but <laughs> it was great. You, your, your knees and lower back are gonna thank you for that later. I did, I did two hundred for twenty five minutes a lap. Yeah, yep. two hundred kilos for eight laps. It took like thirty minutes. It was fucked. Yeah. But um, yeah, and and there's just things that you can do. Like I started doing weighted walks, like rucks, right? So mm. going for weighted walks, um, and just overall just conditioning my body to not kind of be a prisoner to this lower back pain. Yeah, sure, I can't really deadlift and squat which I did make a post about, you know, how I got back to deadlifting, you know, within 90% of my max within, you know, five weeks and all that good stuff. But it was like, what can I do and capitalize on even though I'm injured? And that's something that a good practitioner or a good coach will be like, hey, you've hurt your chest. Well, let's ramp up the deadlifts or let's ramp up. This. There's always variations to stuff. Yeah, exactly. You can do. Uh, my, my latest injury at the moment is my shoulder injury. Mm. Um, I attempted snatch six uh, six singles on this one one particular weight, and the next day I went to go bench press. And in my mind, I was like, you know, I'm pretty good. I felt great during the snatches. I didn't. Um, I had a little bit of a minor little um, stack that kind of felt a little bit off. And then, but the next day, loading up the bench press felt fine. Every single set, according to my top set, was good. It was the second set that kind of felt really off, and I was like, oh, that's a bit shit. The next day, I couldn't even raise my arm up to brush my teeth. And uh, Mr. Mikey here, that was the day day of or day after to do podcasting had a quick look and he told me so much shit that i wasn't ready to hear but i had to hear it and that's another thing that's really important is that when a practitioner outlines something that you might not like or you know don't want to hear you have to take it at face value and you have to accept it yeah and we also have that relationship where i can say like look that's that, that's like, shit you, that's shit you, you know you suck at that like but also i say it with love and you know that and so, but then, what did i do next day started working on it you started working on it. you sent me videos it was great but there's there's also like there's also an art to like you know being able to like talk to particular empathize, patients empathize be like no no no, it's okay being like and some look, patients need to say like need to hear no that's really good even though in your brain you're like that, 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 that sucks that's the worst thing I've but ever it's said. like but you being, have able, to say it. being able to read the patient exactly. how they react that's what you needed to hear yeah and i needed to hear mike was saying hey your lats and rhomboids yeah they're big but they suck like it's all up a trap all up a back yeah it hurt your ego a little bit it was yeah. like wait i'm, I'm bigger like, <laughs> but they're always like no dude like you are but you need to get bigger in other areas because it's just low delegation at this point and, and you also weren't ready i didn't realize you did snatches that's this is the, that's new information for that, me that came out the next day i was like it only came out last week because i was training i was like oh, yeah i did snatches no wonder that hurt so and are you used to doing snatches no. Yeah. That's what did we talk about. The only bad load is the load the body's not prepared for. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. So you've gone um, not being ready for a load. How much? How much weight did you do? Uh, it was sixty-five kilos. <laughs> sixty-five kilo snatches, and not that's going from not doing any snatches at all. Okay, listen, just. Just don't do what Rohan does. Like that's another point of this is is don't do that. That will see, that will hurt you. See, I was just testing the waters a little bit. But you know? but this is also really good because look at the mindset that he's got. Because he's done snatches. Oh well, I've hurt my shoulder. I shouldn't have benched today, but it's and fine. Comps in five weeks. Comps in five what weeks. What the fuck was I thinking? Uh, look, but that's fine. You've done it now, and now you've learned some stuff, and then you're going to go be better. At, and like, now the next comp prep, I'm staying away from snatches. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In in that essence, like. Um, my, my mindset and the injury is that, hey, Mike was looked after me. He's told me exactly what I need to do. Cool. I've started applying it straight away. Next session, saw fantastic results, minimal pain. 
Um, I've adapted my training a little bit more and I've changed my programming up a little bit more to cater towards my injury in terms of not just rehab, but adding in exercises for me that I need to get over this injury. Load management, you know, I know that things felt great today on bench press. I did a top single at a, you know, a, a very decent weight, but I didn't push it just because it felt good. Mm. I was like, I got four more weeks to go to, to, to ramp this up a little bit. So things are great. And, um, you know, having someone being really able to de-escalate or you know, bring those fires of, of, you know, oh shit, I'm injured. Reassure you. Reassurance. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So, um, other than that, I haven't really had too many debilitating injuries. I never dislocated my shoulder before. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's recurrent lower back pain every now and then. It's just more load load related, or mm. you know, um, what else am I thinking? Hmm. I never I bro- really had. I've had knee some minor knee tendonitis here and there. Oh, yeah. I broke my toe like eight weeks ago. Oh, that's different. Never heard that. Yeah, I just tape it up now. Oh, right. she's all good. She's all good. <laughs> she's yeah, all right. good. It was a bit crooked at one point, but <laughs> it's fine now. <laughs> I broke my nose. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, my mate. It wasn't even from an injury. Like it wasn't even from like a fight or anything. He just headbutted me during a smoke machine party. It was just terrible. Yeah, no, why does it always, always the nose when we're like dry, at drunken events or something and, like that? And that's the thing. My it, mate punched me in the face. I'm uh, pretty sure it's crooked now, but anyway. Yeah, you're still good, mate. And uh, that's another thing is that injury, you're, you're not going to re-injure <laughs> yourself. I mean, most of the time you might re-injure yourself in training, but it's like what we do as practitioners, right, is we help to mitigate injuries in the gym. Yep. But it's about conditioning yourself to what's outside the gym. I had a patient the other day, you know, lower back pain, rehabbing things going well, his condition, he's trained. But he missed a step and slipped right, and yeah. like jarred his back. I'm like, okay, we need to do more conditioning for like box jumps and like plyometric and dynamic work. Fantastic. Yeah. And how was his mindset behind behind? He's that? like, oh shit, back to square one. I was like, no, 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 no. Bend down for me. Bend down. Fine. Kemp's like uh, extension sucked. A little bit, a little bit tender. But I was like, okay, we'll just put this into your program. Start doing it. Two weeks go by, feeling really good. Yeah, exactly right. I'm the, like the same with one of my clients as well. So, um, so come back from. Uh, multiple disc injuries and had a couple of cortisone and cortisone uh, shots and stuff like that. And then I, I saw it, this. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people would have seen this. I'm uh, not going to reveal any names or anything. Squat. But, yep. Hell yeah. Squatted a hundred for five after not being able to do a bodyweight squat. Um, couldn't pre- even pick up the bar. Couldn't even pick up the bar. But the interesting thing was is that I would get a lot of messages from this person and be like, I no, I, I don't know. I woke up with a really stiff back. I'm really worried that I'm back to square one. And then I would say, can you do a squat? She's like, oh yeah, I can. I'm like, all right, can you chuck on 60 kilos? She's like, oh yeah, I can. Okay, you're not at square one. You might feel like you are and it's totally normal to feel that way, but you're just, you're, you're, you have to experience these tiny little bits of pain and niggle. You can't just go from injury, rehab, and then no pain at all overnight. Impossible. It's impossible. You just have to roll with the punches and just keep getting reassured and you know, encouraged to keep moving. And like Mikey said, there's an yeah. art to giving that reassurance. Yeah, exactly. So today, got a, got a similar message from the, the person saying, oh, I woke up, yeah, really stiff back. And I said, is it painful? It's like, no. I'm like, totally normal. But they just squatted 100. You squatted for 100 five, yeah. for five yesterday. You're going to be a bit sore. You're going to be stiff. And she's like, I can't touch my toes. So it's fine. It's all good. Get some You're movement in there. You're all good. And I'm like, just mobilize, stretch out. And in that sense, and then I got another message. Okay, I feel really, really great. And I can, I feel like I'm moving a lot better now. And, and, and that's, that's, and, and it was great. It was fantastic. What that does is it instills trust in her own abilities or their own abilities. And it instills trust in you. Exactly. Which is really, really important. I had a guy, <clears throat> he's a powerlifter, the doctor with ankles and spondylitis. So he's got like a, a degenerative inflammatory disease, right? That's unfortunate. Yeah. And he's, 
at a stage now where he's like, I'm considering taking four to six weeks off training entirely. You know, I'm looking, you know, he can just get MRIs whenever he wants. So, you know, I might need to have surgery. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just look at symptom management first. You know, we can do all the corrective exercises and stuff. So we kind of really, we bare bones stripped everything back and said, let's just man- do symptom management. And like, he actually emailed me at like 12 o'clock at night time. And I was like, I'll have to be up at that time. I didn't need to reply, but I was like, you know, I need to reply to this guy because he's, you know, concerned about his, his longevity in terms of the sport of powerlifting. He's like, mate, look, let's just dial everything back. And, you know, he's now on board. And it's not about, you can't push a patient to do something that they don't want to do if they've already made the decision to do something. No. no. But it's about being able to adapt your plan in accordance to their needs as well, which is also the important part, rolling with the punches and not just their punches, but the punches that are coming towards you, right? Because they can take their shit out on you. They can be like, oh, you know, our rehab isn't working when in fact, you know, they're not doing the, all the load management strategies that we talked about, you know. They can do all the corrective exercises, but they could be like smashing the loads that they're not ready for. So there's so many things that, that can go on. So that was one of the interesting things that happened to me this week. So uh, we'll see how he goes, but... Yeah, nice. Really interesting mindset is that he's pretty. He wants to do a powerlifting meet pretty soon. Like he wants to do a powerlifting meet, right? Good, sure, um, do it. And I said, mate, you can't really squat and uh, deadlift, but how about we do a bench only? He's like, fuck yeah, let's go for Done. it. Done, easy. See, you adapt. You know, you just work around the pain. So rehab is always training in the presence of injury. That's mm. um, that's something like big that I, you know, employ into like a lot of my patients. I learned that from Craig Levinson and like, yeah. and a lot of like some good practitioners that I. Um, that I idolize, I say a lot of the same thing, is that you lots lots of encouragement, lots of empowerment, lots of reassurance, making sure like, look, it's all good. Your your body can get you into this into this position, but it can also get you out. Like you're mm. gonna achieve the goals that you want to achieve. I'm just gonna help guide you there, give you what you what you need, and we're gonna get there. It's just whatever it means. If you if you want to bench and you can't bench right now, doesn't matter. We can you do you can do some rows, like you do some like lower body movements and stuff. All right, now let's reintroduce some dumbbell. Like it can, there are so many different ways around an injury, and then eventually you're going to be reintroduced to it, and you're going to feel amazing. And it's it's that's that's what always happens. It's fun when you get people that really don't experiment or explore their movements because yeah. what they're afraid of. It's like the big three. They're like, oh, I don't do anything but the big three. It's like okay, well you're shooting yourself in the foot for one. Yeah, don't rely on just like one one thing, and don't like don't be scared of. Like exploring outside of that, yeah. Oh, don't do cardio because it'll kill my gains. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. Don't even get me started on that. That's a fuck. That's a, that's a whole nother podcast. That's another topic, but yeah, but it's it really at the end. Of the, the crux of it is understanding what you can do in the midst of an injury. All right, no, knowing your limitations, being adaptable. All right, but this mindset that you you're you're done needs to just go away because that mindset leaks into. Other things, business, relationship, work, life. If you think, fuck, if I can't even get a handle on my training, or, you know, all these other things to worry about, that mindset's gonna is not going to do any, you know, good service or purpose. So exactly. At the end of the day, it's about trusting your own abilities and the body's mechanics to heal, trusting your practitioners, and um, yeah, just being able to adapt when, when you need to. So that's the end of our podcast in terms of the mindset and the mental side of, of going through an injury. Um Hope you guys got something out of that because it is a very, it was a question that was asked quite a lot and probably 
at a level that's concerning because it means that a lot of people are there with injuries and we're here to help you with that. Exactly. Um, so if you ever want to like reach out and shoot us like either a message and just we potentially got, talk about it, we yeah. are more than welcome to. About all the training, we've got Michael's Instagram as well. We have the yeah. Roundtable Rehab. We're always here to help you guys, okay? So feel so, free to ask any questions that you want. We will see you guys at the next episode of the Roundtable Rehab. The Dragon Ball Z. Out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the